I've had this book called Thoughts for Young Men by J.C. Ryle for years and have wanted to use it regularly, <laughs> use it with each one of my sons uh, in as they grow up. And I've read it with some of them. I've desired to read it with all of them. And I have think I have failed to read the whole thing with any one of them. But uh, here in these Michigan readings, I'm going to try to go through the book. So this is Thoughts for Young Men, Addressing the Greatest Challenges in a Young Man's Life by J.C. Ryle. Chapter 1, Reasons for Exhorting Young Men. What are the general reasons why young men need specific exhortation? I will mention several of them in order. N number one, for one thing, there is the painful fact that there are few young men anywhere who seem to be Christians. I speak without respect of persons. I say it for all, rich or poor, gentle or rough, educated or uneducated, in the city or in the country. It makes no difference. I shudder to think how few young men are led by the Spirit, how few are on that narrow road which leads to life, how few are setting their affections on things above, how few are taking up the cross and following Christ. I say all this with sorrow. But I believe in God's sight that I am saying nothing more than the truth. Young men, you form a large and most important class in the population of this country, but where and in what condition are your souls? Regardless of where we turn for an answer, the report will be one and the same. Let us ask any faithful minister of the gospel and note that he will and note what he will tell us. How many unmarried young people can he remember who come to the Lord's Supper? Who are the most backward about the doctrines of salvation, the most irregular about Sunday services, the most difficult to draw to weekly Bible studies and prayer meetings, the most inattentive to whatever is being preached? Which part of his congregation fills him with the most anxiety? Who are the Rubens for whom he has the deepest searchings of heart? Who in his flock are the hardest to manage? Who require the most frequent warnings and rebukes? Who cause him the greatest uneasiness and sorrow? Who keep him most constantly in fear for their souls and seem the most hopeless? Depend on it. His answer will always be the young men. Let us ask the parents in any county throughout this land and see what they will generally say. Who in their families give them the most pain and trouble? Who need the most watchfulness and most often provoke and disappoint them? Who are the first to be led away from what is right and the last to remember cautions and good advice? Who are the most difficult to keep in order and limits? Who most frequently break out into open sin, disgrace the name they bear, make their friends unhappy, embitter the older relatives, and cause them to die with sorrow in their hearts? Depend on it. The answer will generally be the young men. Let us ask the judges and police officers and note what they will reply. Who goes to the nightclubs and bars the most? Who make up street gangs? Who are the most often arrested for drunkenness, disturbing the peace, fighting, stealing, assaults, and the like? Who fill the jails and penitentiaries and detention homes? Who is the class which requires the most incessant watching and looking after? 
depend on it. They will at once point to the same group and they will say, the young men. Let us turn to the upper classes and note the report we will get from them. In one family, the sons are always wasting time, health, and money in the selfish pursuit of pleasure. In another, the sons will follow no profession and fritter away the most precious years of their life in doing nothing. In another, they take up a profession as a mere form, but pay no attention to its duties. In another, they are always forming wrong connections, gambling, getting into debt, associating with bad companions, keeping their friends in a constant fever of anxiety. Note that rank and title and wealth and education do not prevent these things. Anxious fathers and heartbroken mothers and sorrowing sisters could tell sad stories about them, if the truth were known. Many a family, with everything this world can give, numbers among its relatives some name that is never named or only named with regret and shame, some son, some brother, some cousin, some nephew who will have his own way and is a grief to all who know him. There is, a sel is seldom a rich family which hasn't got more thorn in its side, some blot in its page of happiness, some constant source of pain and anxiety, and often, far too often, the true cause is the young men. What shall we say to these things? These are facts, plain facts, facts which meet us on every side, facts which cannot be denied. How dreadful this is. How dreadful the thought that every time I meet a young man, I meet one who is in all probability an enemy of God, traveling on the wide road which leads to hell, unfit for heaven. Surely, with such facts before me, will you not wonder that I exhort you? You must allow that there is good reason. J.C. Ryle was a pastor who wrote uh, at the turn of the 20th century, I believe, and um, had a pastor's heart. And so writes this volume, exhorting young men uh, on how to direct their lives toward God. These are the desires that I have for my own sons. These are the desires that I have for young men, even as J.C. Ryle uh, addresses in this book, Thoughts for Young Men. Uh, I trust as I go through this, it will encourage you um, hold on for the ride because sometimes it, it may feel like um, it, it is uh, short on God's grace, but I, I must say it is full of God's grace. So uh, stick with me as I read through some of the rest of this. Uh, in the next section, we'll cover We'll cover another reason for exhorting young men. Death and judgment are waiting for young men, even as it waits for others, and they nearly all seem to forget it. That will be coming next. Until then. Love to my West Coast Wilsies.